For all human males, you're supposed to be a child so that you can grow into a man. But living my life coming to think of it, it was quite the opposite, or rather constant. And I don't mean that uh, I, I'm still a child, but uh, problems and situations will always be just problems and situ uh, problems. Positive thinkers will, uh, will call the problems moment of growth, and we either outgrow our situation or adapt to, to them. But if growth is changing, then yes, there will be other problems coming your way, either big or small. Hence, the saying goes, nobody is perfect. In a world where everybody is still figuring out where they belong, it's hard to get an actual definition of who a man is. Though, the normal dictionary will describe it as a male human being who is above 18 years. For those born and bred in Kenya, that is. I believe that there is more to being a man than just age. I remember listening to John Lennon's song, Imagine, and thinking to myself that that is how we should exactly live our lives, bring down the walls of belonging and just live freely without the fear of identifying yourself by race, sexuality, social and political groups, tribes, gender, or where you come from. Yes, I know it sounds like the Garden of Eden in a modern setup, but all in all is nothing but just fantasy. Fantasy gives us a beautiful image of what can be if we could write our own reality. But reality snaps us back right into the real world and slowly erases our fantasy. Very few people are living in their fantasies. Today, where majority have accepted and embraced their reality and have surrendered their lives to the system. And so it is planted, it is planted uh, in their minds that uh, it's a new normal, that it's, uh, it's their normal, yeah? And yeah, I'm guilty as charge. I'm amongst the larger side, who are the people who have just surrendered and uh, let the system take over. How I wish I was born with a manual, but that would mean that I'm not human, but I'm just uh, another machine. Maybe my life will be different. Well, it has happened that I'm human, so I will have to deal with it as it comes one way or another. On today's episode, I will share with you a personal story of me growing up. I have always felt like I was born a man and grew to be a man. And yes, I know it sounds stupid, but I bet you won't think the same after this episode is over. In this episode, I share my story growing up. It's not my fault that I'm created the way I am. And I want to apologize as early as now to those who will find this episode offensive in one or another or maybe, yeah, offensive. And you should just know that I do not mean to be offensive in any way. But my point is just to show you and uh, relate to you guys and uh, give some information about myself and how I came to be. I hope you'll enjoy, you'll be entertained, and you'll learn from this. So after this short break, we are going to return again and we are going to talk about my story. So keep it manual. Don't need to be selfish, but my heart breaks every 
Welcome back to the Monville Diaries podcast. Again, my name is Sheldon Barry. Here's my story. Primary school level is recorded in my life as the worst moment of my life. I do not regret it, but I also do not mention it as my uh, my proudest moment in life. I had already been to three schools even before I reached standard six or class six, and each school was worse than the previous. I know many people usually say that primary school was the best life they had, but for me, it was always hell on earth with no angels to take my hand and tell me, yeah, it's going to be okay. Today, I share my story with you on my struggles as a male child in a society where a man's error is treated like an unforgivable sin or treason. You listen to the Manville Diaries episode 2. Uh, the name of the episode is Man to Man. So my first school was Daima Primary School, based in Huruma. In my first primary school, I remember very well in my nursery level. I never liked it there. A new environment with strangers was not an ideal place for me. Being the first child in our house, I never got someone who who would teach me on how school works. I was scared on my first two weeks. And I remember the first time at school I cried seeing my parents leaving. It changed nothing. They never took me back home. They left me in the hands of a scary teacher. Who to date, thinking of her, scares the hell out of me. I was so scared that I almost pissed my pants. Today I can probably say that uh, I understand that fear usually has grasped to the bladder. And it's not a childish thing. For, for it follows you uh, to your adulthood. Yeah? I remember seeing smaller children crying and uh, they would use those who are not crying as an example of good, mature children. And doing what they did was a sign of showing that you are a grown kid. This happens to date, but that is how my life began as a man. Nazari was not was not that bad, even though uh, we mostly colored within the lines and red letters yeah, on our colored uh, charts, chat boards. We modeled using clay or like we used to call it back then, plasticine. It was just a normal, you know, a normal day-to-day routine in a, in a normal school. At this point, I just wanted my days to be over so I can go back home. So I did what I was instructed regardless of whether I liked it or not. Looking back at this moment got me realizing that this is how the system got to me. I did not have a choice on whether to allow it stay, uh, to allow it to steer my life to the direction it wanted or dig deep in what I really loved doing. So nursery was over with me being the usual obedient uh, kid of the place and uh, I moved forward to pre-unit level. And at this level I felt a little grown because it was like a milestone I never thought I would meet. I remember my nursery teacher telling us what it took to be in pre-unit level and in her description, it made it look like a big boy task or rather a task meant for men and women, not kids. So I went to this level, keeping in mind that I was no longer a kid, but a man. I played my part at this level. I was never good in classwork, by the way, or homework. I was the type of kid that never knew how to, it felt to lead in, in activities or assignments. I was never the best in class. While most kids were being praised of their superiority and dominance in particular subjects and activities, I was just watching. And deep down, every time it happened, it crushed me. And at this moment, at this very moment when these people were getting praises, my world would crumble. And once I was a man, I would feel like I'm shrinking back to a small boy again. And uh, I felt like I lost my purpose in learning. And so I started hating school. Yeah, just like that. I just started hating school because I felt school was not a place for me. And just, uh, I was just going to school because I was supposed to. I did not see the use of learning. 
I remember my dad would come to school to look at my performance and using his index fingers from the bottom of the list, he would start in search of my name. And he will not go far because, uh, yeah, he will not go far before he reached my name. I saw the disappointment in his eyes, but he always found a way to keep it together. He made it look like it was not my fault, but it was, obviously. So this went on and, uh, and on until someday it overpowered his calmness and, you know, he got all angry. I felt bad for once and I decided to read. I took a swing at my books with every strength in me. On the next exam, with confidence, I took it. When the results came, I performed poorly than any exam I have ever sat for that year. It was the breaking point of my life. It broke me mentally. Yeah, it really did broke. It broke me mentally. And from that day forward, I cared less and less for school. This went on for quite some time. And of course, I had already established that in class, I could not perform whatsoever. The small hope left in me was killed. And uh, this time, it was for good. I never thought of it as something that would help me in the future, but something that forced me to be uh forced was forced to me by my parents so they took another action immediately i was done with my class three level i was taken to boarding school where my father was convinced that this time round the teachers there will monitor my every move and that and that will bring my marks up to a high school level yeah at this point i understood the problem was just me and uh, i was certain that my father saw the same way that I saw that I saw myself. So my second primary school, JSU Primary School. Now, in this chapter of my life, I don't remember much, for I had already accepted that education is no longer the key to success. Failing was more of a victory for me in the uh, in, in the required past standards of this level. I saw people who were not even good in class. I was better than them. They improved and became better than me. And then there was me, who was always being punished for failing the exams. And believe me, my teachers used different canes and different caning techniques on me, but they never worked whatsoever. It went on from class 4, 5, and now 6. At this point, my hormones and uh, testosterone are reacting in me, and I'm, I'm changing. And the aspect of being a man becomes stronger in terms of emotional and psychological. I felt like a man, and I thought I was man enough uh, and the adolescent in me was around to back me up. I saw and felt myself superior in class. But how was I to become superior if my grades are still low? So I went back to my books and gathered content to complete the final task that will prove that I'm man enough. Because, you know, back then, it was when you are failing, you'll be regarded as, uh, you know, they put you aside and they'll call you. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to say that women are, you know, how, what, what, what word can I use? I'm not trying to say that women are retarded in any way. But at that, at that point, you know, like if you, if you come from a family that I come from, my father taught women to be retarded. And I'm not saying that that's what exactly what he meant, but that is how the society portrayed everything. If you are a male child and you are failing, you are not different from being a woman. I apologize. I apologize again for putting it that way, but, but that's how I saw it at that time. And that's how it was because we were, we were, we were taught to, you know, to accept the fact that male was superior in terms of uh, intellectual 
capacity compared to females or women. So that's how that's how the society was messed up. So failing as a man was not an option. You had to pass so that you can be categorized as man enough. Yeah. So that was the, that was that. So I went back to my books and gathered content to complete the final task that will prove that I'm man enough. Apparently, it did not work. But this time, I slightly improved. But that was not enough for me. It was embarrassing for me for I was so vocal and thought myself an alpha of the class, even though coming to look back at that specific moment, I realized that it was all in my head. Yeah. In my second term that year, in that school, I was assigned a tutor to help me with my studies by my class teacher. And uh, yes, it was a she. She was so beautiful. That uh, yeah, she was so hot by the way. She was so beautiful that I developed a crush on her and forgot that she was supposed to help me with my studies. I forgot to study and made it my job to impress her by all means, even though at this level, you had to sell it to, to your classmate that you're not that guy that who rolls with the ladies unless you, you're ready, you are ready to be told that mama, someone with a ladylike character. I'm not going to mention the name of this lady, but uh, let me just give a... Give a, let, let us use a side a side name. Her name was let's let's call her G. So G was uh she was was assigned to help me improve in my grades, help me improve in class and everything. So me and G had it, you know. We 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 were enjoying spending time together, but in her mind she thought that she was helping me, but in my mind I thought that I was, you know getting the my assignment done which was impressing I was trying to impress her and you know get her to like me i was ready to give g the world even though i did not know how i wanted to hold her hand from and to classes this was the first time i pictured myself in a relationship i would smile at her and she would smile back she laughed at my jokes her scent was easily recognizable and above all she was my deskmate this was much made in heaven, much forged by God himself on a high table of his ranked angels. I was just feeling highly, sweetness too poor, I'm telling you. The power of the mind, the images that I created about G were things that I don't want to talk about because they were very explicit and, you know, erotic. Yeah, that's how crazy G got me thinking, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, I had a crush on her. I never knew if it was the same for her. So I did not ask. Instead, I pretended to be to, to find her repulsive. Like, you know, growing up as a kid in Kenya, you are told that if you're a boy, you're supposed to play with boys. You're not supposed to play with girls unless you have Okonomama. Uh, you have the girl-like characters. That's why you, you know. And you know, if you had those characters, most of the kids who were male would avoid you. So you had to pretend that you don't like girls, you don't want anything to do with girls. In I know in other countries they'll say maybe you're maybe you're gay, but uh, in Kenya that's not the case. In Kenya, if you want to relate your life to a man's life and you're a male, you have to do what men do. You have to do what men do, and you have to do it with men. Yeah, that's how life is in Kenya. So. Yeah, so I had to pretend that uh, she was repulsive to me. I did not understand what was happening to me because she has been a classmate uh, 
she was my classmate for two years and I just came to realize that I liked her and I have always liked her. But this time around, it was reacting with me emotionally. This feeling was confirmed and it grew stronger when I saw my best friend living my own fantasy. I'm not going to mention his name, but if you know you were my best friend, Pelagius, may thunder strike your nyash. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm joking. He's a good guy. I don't know where he is today, but wherever he is, I hope God is protecting you and is helping you through your 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 achievements and success so anyway i felt the competition becoming heavy and so i decided to open up to her and show her my intentions until shit happened yeah the day before me opening up early in the morning uh, a certain boy in my class was called upon by the class teacher and uh reason was that he was reported by a girl in the same class to whom he wrote a love letter to <laughs> things that you know are tabled for this guy real quick I had to keep my thoughts to myself because that guy's ass was on a fire. <laughs> yeah, and to make the matters worse, he was light-skinned. Like, light I'm not saying that I have something against light-skinned men, but I'm just saying for that guy, I know, <laughs> I know for sure I'm supposed to advocate for all men, but light-skinned dudes, you must train to be strong men because at some point, it will be impossible to help you. I'm telling you, this guy's skin was red. You know, red hot. Because of the... He, he tried to avoid crying, but he could not help himself. He could not lie that he was not crying, that is. So anyway, I never told... After that incident, I never told G that I, I was into her. Because I saw my fate that way. And to make the matters worse, this guy, this, this light-skinned dude, he said that... There's a time he confessed the feelings, his feelings to this particular lady. And the lady, like, shared a moment with him. So, to this guy's mind, he thought that they were on the same boat with the lady. They were on the same page. But apparently, during the, during the punishment, he was punished alone. Yeah. That was so, so unfair. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to judge or anything. Maybe... Because, because again, the lady was the one who reported the guy. Yeah, the lady reported the guy to the teacher that this guy wrote a love letter to the, to the lady. So when the teacher was handing out punishment and, you know, caning people or caning people who have done wrong that day, this guy was on the side of the wrongdoers. So I do not blame the teacher or anything. It was just a... Anyway, that aside... I never told uh, I never I never told D anything up to date. I don't know where she went or her whereabouts. But even if I meet her today, it will be hard to recognize her. For I have seen better. I'm not saying it in a bad way. And what I have what I have left for what I had left not have what I had left for her was a long time memory, and it's it's fading slowly. Anyway, that was just, by the way, and how I depicted being a man. To me, at that time, a man was someone who was older, with a big body and, you know, beards, or male, who had a girlfriend. I did not understand that there was more to being a man, or the world has its own definition of a man. I thought that G, by my side, I would show all of the world and everybody, all of my classmates, and, you know, I'll get that respect from them that I am a man. I'm a man, but nope, I was wrong. After my third time in class 6 at GS, I transferred to another day school. Yeah, yes, the third day school. 
So, okay, the third primary school. And this time, it was a day school, not a boarding. Yeah, Moi Airbase Primary School. The dominant, the dominant school in the whole of Kamkunji, protected by the Kenya Air Force troops since its location was within the military camp. The dream of all kids living within Madare, Isile, Huruma, Karibangi South, the whole of Kamkunji in general. Let the name not deceive you. This was hell planted on earth by the hand of Lucifer himself. In this school, it was like the devil himself picked it for me. It was far much worse than the previous schools. To make the matters worse, I, was re I rewinded class 6 with the thought that maybe if taught again what I was taught in the previous school, then perhaps I'll be the alpha male. But, hey, behold, a jab from Butua itself. <laughs> I hated this school. So bad. I really hated this school. It was the nightmare that I could not wake up from, no matter how hard I tried. I'm not saying it was a bad school, but for me, it was, it was Lucifer's mansion on earth. The kids were mean. The teachers were not helpful and helpful in such situation. The class that I was in was divided into two. The cool, brilliant, and talented on one side, and then the others on the other side. I was not cool. I was not smart. I was not talented. So, guess the side that I was on. Yes, the other side. I remember in this school, I, I was nicknamed. I got, I got a nickname that I didn't like much. And this nickname came because of my body. And yes, my body was oddly looking, but that was not a ticket to body shaming me. I remember not making it in the class soccer team or the school team. In Africa, soccer is the first sport for every male child, whether you like it or not. One or another, you had to participate in it. Or at least the people I knew went through this stage. These things made me angry, by the way. All the time, so I developed an aggressive attitude all the time. I was just aggressive for no reason. And so I engaged in a lot of fighting incidents instead of my class teacher helping me for uh, helping me. The teacher brought me and uh, she nicknamed me Mike Tyson of the class and it stuck. Yeah, it was very, it was very sad by the way. Imagine being a guy who's oddly shaped. And then you develop a character that, that's not even part of you, that you've developed just because the situation you're in. I was not smart. I was not talented. I was not cool. I had to show people. I had to get people to respect me one or another because I was, I was nicknamed. I had a nickname for, for the class and I had another nickname given to me by the class teacher. That was not fair for me. I could not concentrate in class. I could not do a lot of things because I always, I, I was just, I made it an objective of mine to earn respect for my classmates. Because I remember this one time, I got into a fight with a particular lady in my class. She was silent, smart, cool, and definitely not the fighting type. She was also the class teacher's favorite. And then there was me, the Mike Tyson of the class. Not cool, not smart, not talented, and not the teacher's favorite by I don't know. I was I was never the favorite uh, the favorite student in 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 our class. Even though I totally admitted uh, that the fight was my fault. If she ever gets to listen to this podcast, then I would want her to know that I am truly sorry for that particular incident. I will not call out her name because she is the only lady that I have ever fought all my life. So and I regret I regret that moment. And uh, 
I know that she, if she listens to this podcast someday, she'll know that I'm talking about her. Anyway, back to the point. We fought and punches were exchanged. But when we were reported to, to the class teacher, I was shocked that of what I heard by the way. I was punished. And she was not even she was not uh, punished, even though the school regulations were clear that in case of a fight in the premises, then both parties will face the punishment regardless of who started it. And I believe that that is how it it should be in many premises, in many school premises or even working premises. She was made the victim of the whole situation. And the story was how I almost killed her. Yeah. That was the story that was given to everybody who did not witness that incident. Was just was just living, you know, by the by what they had. Whether I was hurt in the fight or not, nobody cared. Yeah, because I you remember I told you earlier that we exchange punches. I do not I do not throw the punches alone. She all she returned the punches. So what everyone saw was a man who almost killed a lady. In some classes, a mockery was made out of me. I remember a particular teacher coming coming to class and half of her lesson she used uh, for telling me her, how weak a man I was for fighting a lady. Yeah, she touched a nerve that broke me. She was referring to me as the one thing that I was trying to read of my life. And I remember that day I almost cried because half a lesson, a lesson, a primary class lesson takes approximately 45 to one hour. Imagine somebody taking a whole 30 minutes just to tell you how weak you are. She even she even made a, a certain tune. I will not I'll not try to 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 mimic the tune that she made, but it was it was it was sad, it was painful, it was so demoralizing, it was it, it's something that a teacher should not do to a student. But well, she did it. With these things happening to me, I stopped believing that I had a future and my grades in class became worse. And so I knew it was over for me for I was beyond help. I pushed people away. I started using my tuition fees in other things that were not tuitions. My tuition arrears piled until it was too much to handle. And so I began stealing to try and make up for the mistakes, uh, mistakes but greed and lust uh, for acknowledgement from my peers grew stronger and so what i stole i used them to try and uh, impress my friends and show them that i'm man enough i knew school but everything i hoped for blew in my face and blood my vision so i can never become better and instead i became worse than i came to that school all of this in the hope of being identified as man as man enough Getting respected and acknowledged by my peers was a priority for me. It never changed. They still disrespected me until I was done with my primary level education. To make the matters worse, some of these incidents followed me home. My parents and siblings knew of my nickname and uh, they really enjoyed calling it out loud without knowing how it affected me. I never liked those nicknames. I never liked any of them. I eventually got used to the brutal reality and my pain became numb. It was there, but it was no longer painful. But the pain was there. It was there. I never liked anything to do with that school. The kids were mean, so mean. So with me, this life experience broke me and changed my whole life. Today, 
I have been told that I am a poor, I'm poor in communicating. This is because through the life I just described in my story, I never shared anything where, when I was hurting. I kept it to myself in fear of being told Nikonomama or I have a feminine character. Yeah. And again, I was poor, I'm poor in communicating. I've been told that I'm poor in communicating. Looking back to this story, I realized that uh, it's true. I'm poor at communicating and it's not my fault. The time I was hurting, nobody cared of when uh, if I was hurting or not. They just wanted to see who started the incident and how did it go? Who got hurt in the process? And if you were a male, nobody cared if you were hurt or not. They want you to be strong. Yet they don't know. They don't know that it, it, it takes practice to be strong. So I decided that, okay, you don't want to know anything to do with me. I'll shut you out. I'll shut. I'll keep my pain to myself. I'll not involve you. And that's how I realized that today I'm poor. It affected me today. The situation affected me to date. I'm a poor communicator. I don't know how to communicate. And uh, believe me, as much as I want to say that... Uh, I know I know to work my way around it. I really don't. And I hope maybe someday I'll come to learn to go around it some way, one way or another. I've been told that I'm a bully. Yeah, and this happened recently. So there's this lady in Moyabis Primary School that uh, she was she was a good she was a good person. So you know we we haven't talked for a long time and uh, i just came across the handles and we started talking and then we started catching up on the olden times and you know how we used to roll back in the day and then it came to me she she i don't know we were talking about what but she's the one who told me that back in primary back in moyabis I, I i appeared more of a bully than a pupil and yeah it's true because through my story, I believe that the only way I would be respected is when I'm aggressive because I was not bright, I was not cool, I was not talented again. So I had to find one way or another to be respected. And I thought that being aggressive would make people fear you. And uh, by fear, I, that time I believed that fear, fear was the, was the key to, to respect. So i rather let them fear me than let them walk over, all over me and everything. So... Yeah, I was a bully, but I'm not saying that today I'm a bully. That's being being a bully isn't a good thing. But one thing you should understand is that every bully had a story behind his situation or the character that he or she portrays. So you don't have to blame. If you if you know of any bully, just try and understand their story. Because they really those people really have some painful stories to 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 you know to to share and they have painful stories that they're be, that are behind their current characters so you have to understand them yeah so uh, i realized that i'm a poor communicator i'm a bully but there were also benefits that came with this life today body shaming cannot cannot get to me whatsoever and i've seen it happen twice in high school so to some extent it made me tough Body shaming wasn't something that I'd, you know, fall to. I remember, I remember there was a time in high school because you know this contest, there were big deals, there were big deals in high school because those were the moments that you'd go out and you know go share, have fun, you know, make new friends. Yeah. So, and uh, the best in our school, the best 
contest that people really enjoyed going to was the geography contest. And I remember I took geography. There's a moment we were revising for the contest and then the teacher who teaches geography was in class and we were revising. And there's a figure he drew on the, uh, on the board describing how we should all be dressed and, you know, when we go there, we, how we should all look like when we go to, uh, for the contest. And then this guy, after drawing the image on the blackboard, he looked direct at me. He gave me the eye contact. Like he was trying to say, yeah, you're the one. You're the guy I'm talking to. And you know, there's nothing I could have done with my body. Yeah, so I could not change it. So it was like he was trying to tell me, he was trying to tell me that uh, you, and not, you, are, you are not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And so I didn't go for the contest. I've never gone for any geography contest. And yeah, that is just that. So I, it was, it was, I know he was trying to, to be, you know, to be rude to me, but it was okay. I was, I was used to it. I was used to it. So it was nothing, it was nothing to, there was nothing to be, to be, you know, to feel bad about me being me. Yeah. So, yeah, With, when it comes to body shaming, I assure you that body shaming has has nothing. I, it cannot make me to fold. I, oh, there's also another incident where a lady, yeah, once upon a time I was dumped by a lady because of my body. It felt insulting at first. And then I realized she was not wrong. She was not wrong. She, I was, what she described me at that particular moment, it was what I was. Yeah, and I could not help it, so I understood. Because, you know, in high school, high school people are also mean to some extent. But if they get to fear you and respect you, they, they cannot mention such things. But uh, with me, those two incidents happened. And, uh, yeah, it was all body shaming. To me, I've encountered a lot of moments where I've been body shamed. And uh, I'm just there and I don't care. Because the, the primary school that I went to, Moe Abyss, one might say that it made me tough, even though I thought that, I think that that's not making me tough. It just showed me that I, that I was used to this life that pe these people think that they can hurt me using uh, by using my by using body shaming to at me. But uh, it never it never happened that way. Nowadays I can just you can body shame me and believe me, you it will do nothing to me. So you can try something else. Eventually, I figured out a way to go through the life I just described. And that's how I discovered rugby as my sport. It exhausted all the raw energy that uh, that was on me that needed to be released. By the time I was joining high school, I had the capability to be calm in aggressive confrontations. I developed the ability to take the insults thrown at me and turn them into a positive situation. I understood that many men are forced to be the way they are because life happened. And it is not their fault. We all go through something that breaks us eventually and uh, build an entire world around our lives. And so it's never our fault uh, or our intention to be the way we are. The only help we can get is uh, making the society understand that even though we are men and tough should be our third names, we are also human beings and we can break and wither. Yeah, because right now, men are hurting out here. Men have gone 
are going through. They are not, not, not every man is as tough as people tend to think, but uh, we are trying to, we are trying to adapt to the normal way of society, normal way of, normal way of living in the society. And so one might think that we are just being tough. Sometimes hanging out with the boys, you might think that these guys hate you, but they do not hate you because they understand that that's, that's the life that you've been, uh, you've been through. And it's not supposed to hurt you anymore because you're supposed to be used to it by now. Yeah. So most of the time, if you hang out, if, if you're a guy, I know you understand what I'm saying. Because there's no, there's no, there's every crew, every guy crew, those guys like to bash, it, bash each other with, with harsh words. And it does nothing for them. You might think that uh, this is how we were created, but no, life happened. And it's okay. It's okay. So with this platform, we are going to try and talk about things that hurt men and men cannot talk about. And uh, we want to share our stories together and show that we want to make sure that men out there know that we understand what they have gone through and we are not judging whatsoever and we are ready to cope with the world uh, with their lives. We are not trying to put them under any pressure. Yeah, so that's why Manville comes comes in. I remember in primary school, Moyabis, I wasn't good in sports. Every time, every time the the class went for PE, the boys, you know, those guys who were so they they were the talents of the class, they will separate themselves, you know, select themselves and uh, stay on one side as uh, one team, and then they pick us now. They'd use us as training, you know. They'd call us the team too. <laughs> they'd use us as training props, and so that was really embarrassing. It was. Like the class, even the, if you are trying to impress a lady and the lady realizes that you are on the team two of the class soccer team, that even that lady will not want anything to do with you. So I decided to discover another sport that I was good at. And so I played netball. And yes, before you judge me, netball was a good fit for me. It led me to understand, to, to, it got me to love rugby. And so I'm not regretting anything about playing netball. I was good at netball. Very good. I was very good. In fact, if not the best that school has ever had, <laughs> I was one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, I was one of the best in netball. And I played it on a much, much bigger level that has that I don't think there's anyone in that school to date who has ever played to that level. I'm not going to say the level, but it's true. It's true. So with netball, slowly I developed the love for rugby through my friends. I was introduced to to a particular team back here at home, and I started loving rugby, and be, it became my sport. And uh, to date, I still find rugby as one of the best sports in the in the world. I use rugby to go and uh, you know trying to get away from stuff trying to enhance my masculinity, you know, cleanse my masculine soul. I use rugby. And I'm not saying that uh, rugby is the way to go. Some people might not enjoy rugby like I do. But as a man, you have to find something where you can run to when the walls are closing in on you. You can go and, you know, 
feel like that place is your is your safe haven. For me, I use the gym and uh, rugby to ensure that my head is straight, that I don't I do not get thoughts that might lead my might lead me to depression and stress me out. So yeah, I got my sport today. I feel tough. I feel okay. I feel stronger than before. I don't think uh, body shaming can get to me anymore. But that's that. That's that. That that was my story in primary school. The moral of this story is that every time, every time we force our kids, our male kids, to become men, even if they are not supposed to become men, if you have a male child, let your male child grow into a man by being a boy. Do not force your child to be a man by being a man. No, let him just live through by being a boy first and then grow into a man because they say you cannot you cannot just you know you cannot try you cannot be born and you know start running you have to crawl first then stand up and take your first steps after you are firm enough in walking then you can start running that's how we should all treat our boys we should all let our male friends grow into such situations we should not force them into things that they are not. If a boy is a boy, let the boy be a boy until the day the boy will become a man. Yeah. So anyway, that has been my story. And maybe the next time I'll try and share another story of mine. Uh, this is just, this story is, the story, the reason why I'm telling you this story is uh, I want you to try and understand where I'm from and the re things that have led me to do what I'm doing right now as a podcaster this thing has helped me a lot and i think sharing my story to the world is something that uh, might inspire other guys who are struggling to become men out here in a moment where they're not supposed to struggle that much you, you know becoming a man should just should just happen it's not something that should be forced on you should just happen you should do something and realize okay now nah, this thing that i'm doing is not in sync with what I am, I should change. But rather than just changing because the situation, because of the society wants you to change, you know, or, or the people around you wants you to change, you should change when it's the right time to change, not because you're forced to change. So until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you've learned from it. I hope you're going to share your experiences like I've shared my experiences. If you want to reach me, if you want to reach me and share and you want me to tell your story, you can inbox me on the Manville Diaries podcast on Instagram. DM me. I'll respond instantly. Don't have to. Don't don't hide anymore. Let the world see who you are and uh, let us help each other. Let us help the society understand us as men. Sometimes they judge us, but, but they do not know where we are from. They call us misogynistics. They call us. They say that we are the people responsible behind the patriarchal system. Those things we are, those things we are going to discuss them in this, in this uh, you know podcast. You just have to put keep it uh, manville, and we are going to talk everything and anything concerning men. Yeah, because we are trying to better our men in our society. So keep it manville until next time. I've been your guy Sheldon Barry. So and uh, until next time, I hope. We are going to catch up again and talk about another topic. And the next topic will be quite interesting. There's, there is someone special who is going to join me in the next episode. You just have 
to be patient i got you and we're gonna make it happen Do they know? Mm -hmm. What do they know? And I don't mean to be selfish, but my heart 